0: It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Winter is here. Yeah, it arrives today with the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, and perhaps the coldest, too. More on that coming up. But first, strap in. It's another busy news day as we near the end of the year. On Tuesday afternoon, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi sent out an unusual dear colleague letter asking for in-person attendance at the Capitol tonight. She wrote, quote, we are ending a very special session of the 117th Congress with legislation that makes progress for the American people, as well as support for our democracy. Please be present for a very special focus on Democracy Wednesday night. Well, it was about an hour later that the news broke that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky would be there in person. That news was confirmed early this morning. Zelensky will address a joint session of Congress tonight, Wednesday night, tentatively scheduled for 7.30 Eastern. It's Zelensky's first known trip outside of Ukraine since February when Russia invaded and began its war. Zelensky will meet earlier in the day with President Joe Biden and top cabinet national security officials. Biden and Zelensky will likely hold a press conference as well. President Biden is expected to announce a nearly $2 billion military aid package that will include a Patriot missile system intended to help Kiev defend against Russia's ongoing series of missile strikes across Ukraine. In a statement, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said the visit will underscore the United States steadfast commitment to supporting Ukraine for as long as it takes, including through provision of economic, humanitarian and military assistance. It was just yesterday that congressional leaders unveiled the $1.7 trillion spending package that does include another large round of aid to Ukraine, a nearly 10 percent boost in defense spending and roughly $40 billion to assist communities across the country recovering from drought, hurricanes, and the news releases and other natural disasters, I'll add, and the effects of climate change. In other big news, after a four-year battle and a three-hour-plus closed-door meeting on Tuesday, the House Ways and Means Committee voted along party lines to release some of the former guy's tax returns. Yet Republicans called the move partisan and threatened to retaliate against the Democrats, including President Biden. Democrats said releasing Trump's tax returns serves the public interest. In fact, one of the first revelations learned from the release is that the IRS failed to properly audit the former president's taxes while he was in office. In fact, what they learned was the IRS's mandatory presidential audit program was, quote, dormant. The IRS only opened one mandatory examination from 2017 to 2020 for returns filed while the former president was in office. Hmm, the IRS only began to audit Trump the day that the Ways and Means Democrats requested his tax information in 2019. Wow. The IRS did not audit the president as required during his first two years in office. As part of the response, Ways and Means Committee Chair Richie Neal introduced legislation that the House is scheduled to vote on this week from the Presidential Tax Filings and Audit Transparency Act that would codify the IRS regulations into law. Other revelations from the report that Trump took a, quote, questionable nine hundred and sixteen million dollar deduction using a grant or trust to control assets, manipulating tax code provisions pertaining to real estate taxes and extensively using pass through entities. Hmm. Now, we won't see the actual tax returns immediately. It'll take a few days, probably, so that they can redact any personal information, Social Security numbers and such. Meanwhile, the House committee investigating the events surrounding January 6, 2021, will release its full report today, marking the end of the panel's investigation. A summary was released on Monday, concluding that the former president was ultimately responsible for the insurrection. The full report being released today is based on more than a thousand interviews and other documents collected, including emails, texts and phone records in the 18 month long investigation. Now on to the funding bill. The Senate on Tuesday unveiled and voted to start debate on a bipartisan one point seven trillion dollar omnibus bill to fund federal agencies through September of 2023 and avert a potential partial government shutdown this weekend. The package includes funding for Biden's economic agenda, increased money for the military and forty five billion dollars in new aid for Ukraine and America's NATO allies. Of course, some Republicans are pushing to delay a final deal until early 2023 when the Republicans take control of the House. Others from both parties, recognizing that this is the last big piece of legislation for the 117th Congress, pushed to add some stalled initiatives from improved pandemic readiness to a ban on TikTok on government devices and a few other things to help get it passed. Now, if you ingest right wing media, you've been inundated with stories about open borders as they try to frighten you and frame immigration as the real crisis. Well, the Trump-era Title 42 policy that allowed the government to immediately deport people legitimately seeking asylum without so much as a court hearing was supposed to end today. But Chief Justice John Roberts stepped in at the 11th hour and temporarily froze that deadline. Now the ball is in the extreme court's hand yet again. While a magnitude 6.4 earthquake struck Northern California on Tuesday, killing at least two people and injuring 12, the quake was the strongest the area had seen in years. It cut power to tens of thousands of homes and businesses around Humboldt County. And for more than 70 million people across the U.S., winter is really here. A huge storm system bringing heavy snow, winds, and freezing temperatures to much of the nation with conditions lasting through the week when millions have already hit the roads, to be with family and friends for the holidays. Forecasters warn that this week's powerful storm could bring travel to a halt as it hits areas from the Northwest through the Plains, the Great Lakes, the Central Appalachians, before moving into the Northeast. In anticipation of what could likely be widespread flight delays and cancellations, United, American, Delta, Southwest, and JetBlue have all issued travel waivers for dozens of airports across the country. Whatever you do, stay safe and stay warm. I got the... And that's just a bit of what's news. For now, I'm Nicole Sandler, reminding you that The Nicole Sandler Show is on the air and live this whole week. So tune in at 5 Eastern to Pacific on Progressive Voices or visit NicoleSandler.com and download the podcast anytime for free. Oh, happy holidays, everyone.